0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, January 30th, 2020. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Ray. Norveas Jr. Thank you for having me again. I'm still here. You're still here. First Hello, time gamers on games daily though. Yeah, I'm excited. We're getting, we're running you through the gauntlet now. Ah, uh, yeah. Now. We got you on. This is actually uh, my
1: interview process. Exactly. It's going. It's going it. great so it, far. Yeah. We got
0: you. We got you on Gamescast, which is live now on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Please Go watch the most iconic Xbox games of all time. I think we did good. We, we I, I think we did good too. We had Ryan McCaffrey on that as well. That was a that was a treat. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. We got uh we got him now on Games Daily. Later we got you on. We have cool friends. Then we're doing a Smash stream later. Yeah, oh, I'm on all that. Knocking them all out. Dude, Knock I can't wait to meet the cool
1: friend. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be it's great. Be
0: great. Is- <laughs> uh, today, we are talking about Nintendo sales. We're talking about Xbox sales. We're talking about a whole bunch more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday here, 10 a.m., right on Twitch.tv slash games. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by we going... We won't. Two? Nah. We won't. Me and you? Never. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong in case we do though. Uh, if you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygamesroosterteeth.com or your favorite podcast service. Just search for Kind of Funny Games daily. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Muhammad. Muhammad, uh, A little housekeeping for you here. Uh, tomorrow is our, our final crowdfunding push for our big January event 2020, Kind of Funny Games 4.0. Uh, we'll be streaming from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., going through a whole bunch of stuff, starting with Games Daily, going all the way to the end of the night with the Kind of Funny Podcast. Podcast. It's going to be fantastic. Hell yeah. Um, like I was saying earlier today, though, we're going to be streaming some Super Smash Brothers, the Byleth DLC. Let's do it. How stoked about that are you?
1: I'm not a big Smash guy. I play, Mm -hmm. like, super casually. Like, Mm -hmm. I only play Little Mac. But, yeah, it was fun seeing reactions. Those were fun. I know people were like, oh, it's Fire
0: Emblem again. And I'm like, yeah, there's, like, nine of them now. There's a picture going around of eight different Fire Emblem characters. And they all look the same. And they all (laughs) all look the same. Everyone is here. Everyone is uh, today, we're brought to you by G.I. Joe, War on Cobra, and Robin Hood, but we'll tell you about that later. Before we get into all the rigmarole we normally do, Kevin, I just sent assets something. Now, this is not games related at all, but I feel like I need to get this out of my system and talk to somebody about it. Okay. And you're the person at this table, so it, it's going to be you. All right. Um, Sideshow Collectibles just announced that they are releasing a <laughs> life sized baby Yoda. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> And when you see this thing... Is it like $300? Yep, it sure is. <laughs> yes, it is, dude. $350. Click into those pictures, Kevin. We need this thing. That's wild. <laughs> oh, man. We need this. That's wild. Look at him.
1: <laughs>
0: Do you see what he's holding? Yeah. Do you watch um, Mandalorian?
1: I haven't watched it yet. I want to. I was waiting for the whole thing to come out. I just haven't got around yeah, yet. it yeah, yeah, But, but I, mean, I know all about it.
0: That's all you need to know. Look at that little shit. We have a new <laughs> studio coming up. Guys, I don't know what we need to put on the thermometer, but we need to get three hundred fifty dollars stat. Is that? Oh, thank you for the, the, the apple, apple comparison. <laughs> what the fuck? It's usually a banana. Why the apple? Just look at it, like Kevin. We need this, right? <laughs> this is a business expense, oh, 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 oh. I mean, it, right? It just makes sense, right?
2: If if I come in the, every day, touch his little head, I know it'll make it better. There's
0: this he's little, like a Buddha. Rub his yeah, head for good yeah. luck. If you guys watch uh, KFAF recently, Nick bought himself a Chris, uh, birthday present um, of this cat. Doorstop, uh, and we actually use it in the office now. And oh, I've seen it, It, it yeah, brings yeah. me great joy. And if you, that stupid ass car. Are you going to use this thing enjoy? as a doorstop? <laughs> a $350 doorstop. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, this is kind of funny. Games Daily <laughs> Let's God. begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. We have six stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Tim, you say the word, I'll pre order it right now. There you go. Honestly, man. Honestly, I feel like we might Tim, have Tim, there's to. an installment plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Dude, lord. I hate how lifelike it looks. Like they it did looks, a good job with it's it. It's perfect. It's fucking perfect. Anyways, uh, let's get to the news here. We have six stories today. Um, a lot of sales numbers, a lot of financial reports. Let's hear it. We're going to start with Microsoft. All right. Uh, Microsoft gaming revenue down 21% in okay. Q2, but their subscriptions are up. That makes this sense. This comes from Rebecca Valentine over at gamesindustry.biz. Microsoft has reported its earnings for Q2 of the current fiscal year, announcing overall growth overshadowing continued declines in the company's gaming segment. Total revenue reached $36.9 billion. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. For the quarter, up 14% year-over-year, with a net income of $11.6 billion, up 35%. Uh, The more personal computing business segment, of which gaming is a part of, saw $13.2 billion in revenue, up 2% year-over-year, but gaming is a small part of that segment, bringing in $3.3 $3.3 million in Q2, down $905 million year over year. Microsoft attributes this decline to a de- decrease in hardware sold, a predictable drop given that this represents the final holiday season of the current console generation. This drop is also in line with what CFO Amy Hood suggested during the company's Q1 earnings. Call. Mm-hmm. So, kind of expected. Yeah. But new, uh, n- new,
1: new consoles coming this mm-hmm. year. Uh, the big push with Game Pass and the fact that all their games are more or less on PC at this point. So, if... People want to just strictly play on PC. They can They don't need to buy the new Xbox, whether it be the X or whatever.
0: Additionally, Microsoft reported that Xbox content and services revenue was down 11%, uh, attributing the drop to a high prior year comparable, primarily from a third-party title. It's possible that this is referring to Red Dead Redemption 2. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, the, The drop was offset, though, by subscription growth. Uh, though Microsoft no longer reports Xbox Live uh, MAUs, I'm assuming that just means subscriptions, mm-hmm. uh, beginning with its Q1 results for this year, at last count, that number was at 65 million. And Microsoft has said it has grown over the last two quarters since. In fact, during the company's Q2 earnings call, Microsoft announced that Xbox Live reached a new high record in Q2 and that Game Pass subscriptions more than doubled Hell yeah. in Q2. You big Game Pass guy? I
1: love Game Pass. I think mm-hmm. it's the best deal in gaming. If you mm-hmm. get an Xbox, I mean, obviously people aren't buying new Xbox. But If you buy an Xbox now, you just get, <laughs> instead of buying one game, you could just subscribe to Game Pass, and then you have like 150 games. Mm-hmm. So it makes a sense. Lot of, a lot of games. It is. A it's a, it, it, it sure is. It <laughs> sure is, Tim. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a great deal. Anytime someone asks me what game they should get for an Xbox, I just say get Game Pass because uh, it's cheap and the, the, a good variety of games 360 original xbox obviously xbox one stuff first party stuff and uh, you'll find a couple of things on there that you like and will keep you busy yeah for sure
0: what, what are some of your highlights so far in the game pass
1: uh i downloaded outer wilds and uh outer worlds both on there i like them both a lot uh, obviously the the mainstay stuff uh crackdown 3 was one that i didn't so much enjoy but the fact that it was included i'm like i'll play this through it was you know it was a okay game at best and i'm glad i didn't have to pay anything for it right but uh there's a lot of good third party stuff on there obviously first party stuff it's just really a good variety and if you're in kind of a gaming rut and you don't know what to play you can just pick something out there, and maybe you'll find something you like.
0: And so th- all of this kind of adds up to what we've been looking at in the last couple years, I would say, gearing towards the next generation. Mm-hmm. Xbox kind of understanding where they're at, kind yeah. of in a similar situation to Nintendo last gen of hey, the Wii U. Okay, yeah. we're gonna, we'll, we'll get you next time. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Mulligan, you Mulligan time, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so there's another quote here. We continue to invest to reach gamers across every endpoint, mobile, PC, and console. X Cloud is off to a strong start, transforming how games are distributed, played, and viewed with hundreds of thousands of people participating in initial trials. We set a new record for Xbox Live monthly active users again. Oh, that's what the MUA is. Monthly active users. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, again, this quarter, led by strength off console. Xbox Game Pass subscribers more than doubled this quarter, and the Xbox Series X announced last month will be the most powerful console ever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So the thing is, they're getting people in with these super cheap trials for yeah. Game Pass. Game Pass is like a, a dollar for a month. Month if yeah. you're like a new I feel user like there's constantly new deals yeah that they're they're pushing and they're trying to get everybody in now so that next gen everyone's, Every, everyone's already locked everyone's in hooked. yeah they're locked they know what they're they're getting into it's an interesting strategy that i truly believe is gonna pay off for them
1: i hope so it def- definitely seems like it people seem very excited about it. it's very consumer friendly and with the ultimate the xbox ultimate it's also like console and pc so yeah it's even like two platforms
0: so uh, Peter Petrov writes in uh, with some questions about this. Hello, Tim and Ray. Microsoft Howdy. Financials are coming in, and for the most part, they are what you'd expect. However, one piece of information that stood out was that Xbox set a record for monthly active users for the quarter once again, and that and that Game Pass subscribers more than doubled. Do you think Game Pass subscribers are fueling this record Xbox Live number, and how many subscribers do you think Xbox Game Pass actually has? How much it actually has is a, is a bit harder That's hard. to to kind of nail down mm-hmm. uh, but I definitely think the game pass is <coughs> is fueling the Oh without a doubt. The, the 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 increased numbers here because it's not the exclusives. No. you know. The exclusives being part of Game Pass I think uh, it definitely helps. helps. Yeah. But you got to imagine a time like imagine when Halo comes out. Yellow Infinite comes out, and that's part of game. It's Pass. right there, you know, like mm-hmm. that is going to be such a huge kind of like uh, entry point for, for or even for even more reason... recently,
1: uh, or yeah, uh, Ori. New Ori comes out in a month and a half. It'll be there.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that that's obviously going to drive mm-hmm. uh, a lot of sales, both for Game Pass, Xbox Live, and for hardware sales. Themselves. Yeah, I think there's
1: a bundle where you get gold. Uh, and like game pass and I think some other shit too. So
0: But with XCloud coming yes. out you gotta imagine they're they're putting all this stuff out there to get people used to it to then make it extremely clear and concise next gen. and just be yeah. like get Xbox, whatever the hell they it seem
1: is, all like, about xCloud and they're promoting it and stuff like that and I feel like you know the Stadia came out, and we haven't heard much since it came got out. Got some Stadia news today okay. too. Do not. Never do mind. Not I fret guess we're gonna hear that. some about it.
0: Um, but <laughs> an interesting thing here is Xbox hardware sales. Mm-hmm. They, they Xbox doesn't really put them out. Uh, they very very rarely speak on how many are actually in the wild. Um, in January 2019, it was reported that 41 million Xbox Ones were in the wild. Mm-hmm. Doing some uh, some math and some okay. like, some swooping. running the numbers, running some numbers. Yeah. Uh, people have kind of figured that the Xbox One sales currently are at about fifty million. Okay, so about ten million increase over the year, and not that that's bad. And in fact, like that's still fifty yeah. million, but just compared to
1: like everything else,
0: PlayStation Four, yeah. like like having crossed a hundred a while ago. Yeah, you know. Um, That's interesting, and this also segues into Nintendo's sales numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, This comes from a mix of Brian Ashcraft at Kotaku and Paul Tassi over at Forbes. Um, As of December 31st, so a lot of these numbers are already outdated by about a month, right? As of December 31st, Nintendo had its best Switch sales quarter since launch, with 10.81 million sold, reaching 52.48 million lifetime Switch console sales.
1: That makes sense. Which the Switch out, is phenomenal.
0: Beats out Xbox One. Yeah. A lot of interesting things there. Uh so this includes 5.19 million lights. So the Switch Light oh. came out this year or last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely helps with a lot of this hardware sales, but five million of those are lights. Hitting that 50 million mark is significant because for the first time it seems entirely possible that N- Nintendo Switch has actually outsold the Xbox One. Microsoft stopped reporting specific Xbox One sales a few years ago, but third-party estimates put the Xbox One at around 50 million units, with Sony's 102.8 million beating it by roughly a two-to-one margin. Despite both consoles launching, did at they the ever
1: same say time. why they stopped? Or they just
0: I stopped mean, because they're second place? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that yeah, you know <laughs> so I mean, makes it's sense. It's like why, why fuel this fire? Uh, the Xbox One was released in November 2013. The Switch came out in March 2017. That's a nearly 3.5-year late start for the Switch, yet it has likely equaled or passed the Xbox One. A lot of stuff goes into this. Obviously, yeah. Nintendo uh had a killer lineup of first party titles coming yeah. out. And they'll always that, have that. And th- they'll always have that. But even then that wasn't enough for the Wii U. You that know sh-
1: do you, how much did the Wii U sell? Do you 13 million. That what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. I knew it yeah. was bad. I knew yeah, it didn't look that was bad. bad. It was
0: between thirteen and fourteen. All right, million so they crushed games. it. Mm-hmm.
1: The Wii U walked so the Switch could run. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. The, another big thing to keep in mind here is the fact that there is no longer two Nintendo consoles. Like there has always been the, the home console and the portable. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're now finally seeing the 3DS pretty much entirely phased out. Mm-hmm. So they are putting all their eggs in one basket, which is the Nintendo Switch.
1: It's such a great console. I was playing it on the way on my Uber here. It's just. What are you playing? It, uh, po- Pokemon. There we go. Yeah. Uh, You're not alone my friend yeah. you're not alone i have like at 215 all. hours in that game i love it um S- it's it's crazy it's just the taking it off the dock and it's still essentially like you're playing modern games is to surreal to me
0: and and that's the thing is like there you're playing console games you're yeah. playing mario you're odyssey, playing mario
1: odyssey or breath of the you're wild but you are also
0: playing pokemon yeah. which was traditionally a very 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 high selling uh portable game that sold portable systems yeah. right so now we have all this stuff kind of working in conjunction which would make sense. They're hitting this point where over fifty million. They're outside of Xbox yes. One. Dropping some more numbers here. The Switch has now surpassed the Super Nintendo Entertainment System uh, in sales. The console's next target is the original NES, which managed sixty-one point nine one million sales. How much did the, the Wii sell? So let's go through this. Okay. The Super Nintendo sixty-one point nine one million. Very good. Or, or then, sorry, the original. Yeah. Nintendo. yeah, yeah. Then the next thing is the 3DS at seventy-five million. Okay. Then the PSP, really at eighty million. The original PSP. The original hey, PSP. Hell looks yeah! Like, I'm kind of surprised by. Like I feel like I should have known that, but like reading that, I'm like, huh. No, I feel uh, you know. Think about it. I feel like, like a lot other. of
1: people had PSPs where they used it for like its actual use, so they modded it and ran emulators on it. I remember seeing yeah, a that that lot of PSPs. Nintendo.
2: I played every Nintendo game on. Yeah. The <laughs> hell I, I yeah! That.
0: Greg Miller, get in here real quick. Hey, how are you? Uh, PSP. PSC so, guy sold, sold really, really well Hell yeah, dude You know why? Patapon 1, 2, and 3 Patapon 2 remastered out right now PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 Get it Also, here you go Breaking news for you just want to pass Hey, you made Patapon 2 happen, right? Sure did. Can you make, like, time splitters happen?
1: Can, can you just, like, talk about time splitters a lot?
0: A just just keep the, talking about it, please can you uh, give me the one, please? Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news: We have ordered the Baby Yoda, yes, (laughs) life size. Yes, (laughs) I cannot wait for this. I love you, Greg. Woo, that's amazing. (laughs) Oh, you gotta love it, man. Anyway, PSP at eighty million. Well, only one, not one for each employee. (laughs) (laughs) One at every desk, dude. Uh, Let's see, the Game Boy Advance at eighty one point five million, which makes sense. That had a a very long life cycle, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, Is, oh wait! No, you know what? That's not true at all. Does that include 2001 like 2001 to 2005? Does that um, include like the SP and the Micro yes, and all that? Does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the 360 coming in at 84 million. Yep. Then uh, PS3 at 87 million. The Wii at 101 million. God. Um, which makes it the highest-selling Nintendo home console, mm-hmm. but not portable console. Yeah. That's coming up later because above this we got PlayStation One at 102, the PlayStation Four at now 106 million, Game Boy and Game Boy Color at 118 million. They combine those two, yeah. Okay, and that's another one like that. That one that had a, over a decade, of, yeah, uh, of sales there. Also um, one of the best
1: packing games, uh, Tetris. Tetris. Yeah.
0: There you go, um, and Pokemon. Not packing, but like, yeah, yeah. That's where Pokemon that's what, started. That's where that it started, it second, and look boom. where it is now, yeah. Um, then Nintendo DS at... 154 million. That's crazy, but that is only number two because the number one is the PlayStation 2 at over 150. That makes sense. 150. PlayStation 2 was so good. Yeah, I can't
1: believe the DS sold that many. Yeah, the original like gray, ugly brick. Well, it's all the DS's. That's true, except
0: for the 3DS. So it'd be DS, DS Lite. But
1: still, uh, when it first came out, that ugly oh, brick God. with the screens that were like hey, uh, totally tiny.
0: Super Mario 64. You know what made that game special? An analog stick. Yeah. You know what this doesn't have? Hey, an analog we'll stick. Use the camera with the stylus. You idiot. But then, you know, here's a little thumb attachment to pretend you have an. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Jesus. They got their Christ. shit together. Um, so speaking of getting their shit together, you're talking about playing Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> oh, man. I remember sitting at this very table talking to Andrew and, Renee, and she's like, Pokemon doesn't sell that well. And I'm like, you are fucking crazy. She, and here yep. is some proof. It's Pokemon, the number one like entity. <laughs> Pokemon Sword and Shield. 16.18 million copies. Yeah. Sold. Pokemon. Just from. November 15th to December 31st. That's fucking wild, dude. People love Pokemon, dude. No, crazy. This is crazy. To put this in context, right? Pokemon Sword and Shield, 16.18 million in a month and a half, all Mm -hmm. right? Pokemon X and Y has a lifetime sales of 16.42 million. It's the hype of it being on a home console. And when you add on the fact that there were more 3DSs in the wild, getting those numbers... That's crazy. The attach rate of the Switch means it's even higher. This is a month and a half in. I'm He's sure some of it's also the game was
1: 60 as opposed to, what is that one DS, like 40?
0: But I mean, still. Well, I mean, that's... They're, they're just making even more money then. Yeah. Right? Like, this oh, is only a month and yeah. a half. Like, yeah. we're talking month and a half compared to I got backwards. X and Y. We're yeah. talking to five years at this point, Four or five years.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's the fact that it's on... Uh, home console. It's the brand new Pokemon. New generation. People are super excited. I was super excited about oh, it. Yeah. I mean, I played it nonstop. I still play it nonstop. still one of my favorite games.
0: Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon at 16.17 uh, million. Those were like the last like, yeah, four yeah, the last, entries. Mm. And Sword and Shield's already outsold it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so... There's some other interesting facts here. Serabee, who is a very well-known yep, love uh, po- Pokemon yep. uh, kind of news source, um, says for comparison here are the numbers for launch to December 31st in respective launch years uh, for each Pokemon game. Uh, X and Y was at 11. I'm just going to round. Yep. 12 million. Okay. Uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire were at 9.3 million. Sun and Moon were at 14 million. Ultra Sun and Moon were at 7 million. And then the Let's Go games, which were last year, yeah, yeah. were at 10 million a big thing to keep in mind with sun and moon is that there was a bigger user base of 3DSs yeah, yep. out there and it was during the hype of pokemon go that really brought a lot more people oh, yeah. in to be like oh i'm going to get back on pokemon mm-hmm. right but the, it the, doesn't the story, matter the story yeah. is here man the switch is a success it's selling insanely well pokemon is is like going to keep boosting that like Crazy stuff. Pokemon is just
1: easy money at mm-hmm. this point. Just mm-hmm. put a Pokemon, like the new uh, Mystery Dungeon games coming out in March. I'm sure that's going to sell a shitload as well.
0: Yeah. Um, so Pokemon's not the only thing that, that's selling. Uh, so while the Switch is doing better, the 3DS seems to be fading out a bit. Hardware sales yep. were down 73% year on year. Software sales dropped 63%. It's about time. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but. There is a lot of interesting shit going into why this is happening. So, the Switch selling so well. Um, obviously, the Switch Lite having a different uh, yeah, yeah. option for people that's a little bit cheaper. So they're either getting a second Switch or more people are like, you know, what? It's cheap enough that I'm going to jump. Yeah, a lot now. of people
1: just skip the first iteration because they know another one's coming, a cheaper, lighter, more colors, yeah. stuff like that. So people are finally jumping on that wave as well. And it's that Pokemon. Did you get a? Did you did you get a Switch Lite? I do have a light. Okay. I love
0: it. I love it so much. But it is such a uh, like first world thing for me yeah I'm just like i i literally just have it next to my bed that's fair just, i mean that's just, that's what it's perfect it's for just right having it like where i'm laying and it's just like just light enough that i'm like oh this yeah hey that i noticed the difference yeah um and also another big thing was that switch launched in china for the first time so there was a big oh big yeah over there. wasn't
1: there like store really weird like wasn't it just like one game when it first launched
0: mm-hmm. i think it was mario odyssey was uh, i think game. it was deluxe it was a mario game it was one of them but yeah um, so another significant hit over the period was Luigi's Mansion 3, which has sold 5.37 million copies. That game spent, was incredible. Making it by far the fastest selling game in the series so far.
1: Good. Luigi's Mansion 1 was a launch title, right? On GameCube. On GameCube. Yeah. And then the second one I know people are kind of eh about. I'm kind of eh yeah. about it too. Uh, and then I think they re-released the first one on the DS. On the 3DS. 3DS. Yeah. And then this one was just, I was so surprised at how good it looked, how fun it was. Uh, Guiji is iconic, and uh,
0: Gooigi is iconic.
1: I hope they make more of those games. They're gonna, I mean, here yeah, we yeah, go, yeah right? I like
0: they, they now have this like nice kind of a tier game, um, yeah, yeah. library that they're just gonna keep pumping out. Um, other key sellers have been Legend Zelda Link's Awakening at 4.9 million. That was another fun game. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses at 2.58 million. Ring Fit Adventure, you know, Ring Fit Adventure, yeah, at 2.17 million. That's crazy. That's a lot higher than I would have expected, yeah. Um, Astral Chain at 1.3 million and Marvel Ultimate Alliance at 1.02 million. Ton of g- great selling Switch games. We now have, the, to end out the Switch um, jerk off a thon, uh, the top <laughs> best selling Switch games of it's all a time. It's mess on the table. Yeah, yeah exactly. clean it up. So we, 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 have, we have some uh, um, updated numbers on what the top 10 selling Switch games of all time uh, are. At number ten, we have Luigi's Mansion three at over five million. Number nine, we have New Super Mario Bros U Deluxe at five point eight million. God, that's so more than I thought. Mario Party at nine point twelve million coming in. Mario Party number eight, Splatoon two. And nine point eight one million. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee at eleven point seven six million. Pokemon Sword and Shield at sixteen point six million. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at sixteen point three four million. Was that fourth? That's fourth. That's fourth. That's okay, that would have been first fourth, for me, dude. or maybe second because Odyssey. Uh, well, heck. Yeah, well, dude, check this out. Number three, Mario Odyssey, at sixteen point five nine million. Okay. What do you think the top two are? It's super obvious, but I, you I don't one two switch. No, no, uh, it's I. It's literally the two most obvious things. I, you, I'm helping you on the spot here. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh fuck yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. At at oh, and, and Mario Kart? Yes. Okay. At seventeen Thank you. at seventeen point six eight million, making it the highest selling fighting game of all time. And number one, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe.
1: But Tim, it's a party game.
0: <laughs> at twenty <laughs> at twenty two point nine six million copies sold. Jesus, that's wild, crazy. That's man. wild, crazy sales numbers. I don't know how
1: I forgot about Smash. I'm sorry if yeah, I no, offended anybody. No,
0: like, that was the thing. It's like it's so. You obvious said Fire that Emblem at number think... ten, and I'm like, that's
1: Smash at number ten.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, next that's wild. Story. Google responds to complaints of slow Stadia announcements. This comes from James Bachelor at GamesIndustry.biz. Google has addressed concerns that it's not informing the initial Stadia user base about future releases and upcoming features for the cloud-based gaming service. Reports on various sites earlier this week pointed to frustration among the Stadia community, often citing a particular Reddit thread. Uh, the poster claimed saw that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, the poster claimed it had been 40 days since Google had added or announced a new game for Stadia. With the bulk added around the launch, sixty-nine days ago. Nice, nice. At the time of this post, uh, this post also come. Do you, have you used Stadia at all? I have not. I've used XCloud a, a little bigger.
1: bit. Um, I assume they're more or less the same thing.
0: If they're similar, yeah, it's some similar. Big key differences. Do you think
1: XCloud coming around is kind of like kick the Stadia in the nuts, and they're like, "Come on, man!"
0: Oh, they're gonna. Yeah, I mean, the the kick is coming. Yeah, Kev. You, I know, have been probably the most active Stadia user. Yeah, in the office,
1: Mr. Stadia himself.
0: Sure. How's that going for you?
2: <laughs> not good. Yeah, not <laughs> okay. good. Doesn't look good. It plays, it plays well, and when like, like switching between um, my big TV and my small TV, works great. Mm-hmm. Really enjoy that. Really wish that I could via Bluetooth connect my controller to my phone. I can't.
0: The post also complains of the lack of iOS support and that the only Android phones supported are the Pixel models, family sharing, the subscription list, Stadia base membership, or regular updates on the roadmap for these and other features. Finally, there was a reference to a stat Google revealed in its New Year update that more than 120 games were coming to Stadia in 2020, with more than 10 exclusives in the first half of the year. A Google spokesperson told GamesIndustry.biz that the Stadia team has, in fact, been providing weekly updates on the Stadia community forum, as well as monthly recaps on the Google keyword blog. They also addressed expectations surrounding the 120 titles. Quote, we understand the desire to hear more specifics on the games. After all, that is what it's about. The games. Of course, not all 120 titles will be announced by the Stadia team as we leave it up to the publishers to make the announcement about their IP and games and which platforms it will appear on, just as we do with exclusive content coming to Stadia. There are a lot of reasons for the time of those game announcements anything from planned promotions or events, title readiness, proximity to first playable demo, shareholder requirements, etc. We continue to work closely with our publishing and developing par- partners and are here to support them in all areas. We're excited to share more about some of the exclusive games coming to Stadia soon. Uh, they also added that subscribers will be able to add Guilt and Metro Exodus to their collections next month, bringing the total number of included games up to seven. What? <laughs> seven? If they claim Samurai Showdown and Rise of the Tomb Raider before January 31st. Well, definitely claim those. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Kev, I mean, like, this news sounds kind of like, hey, like, that Reddit thread might be a little alarmist, <laughs> um, but also... We're not really going to solve any of the issues that they're addressing (laughs) anytime soon or directly. That's not good.
2: I don't understand how a company as big as Google is handling this as poorly as it is. You know, it's just one of those things It's like, man, this is... uh, Wasn't that
1: Google's MO? They, like, launch something new and then after a while they're like, eh, and they just move on to the next thing?
2: I mean, sure, but, like, I feel like that's because people weren't excited for a lot of those things.
1: Yeah,
0: this should be different.
2: I was yeah. hyped
1: for Google Glass, all right. You take that back. <laughs> I,
2: as as was I, but that was never launched as like a full retail yeah, product. Fair. That was only launched for experimental um I mean arguably
0: yeah. like isn't Stadia kind of like that as well right now where it's uh, like they But like kind d- of But you can buy it. Like, but kind of but is like is the answer. fact
2: is you can you buy this product it. that I own and I'm like, well, this is a product that is worth the money. <laughs> sucks.
0: Might be one day. So, so that's the thing is, like, do you have any actual hope left? Uh, I mean, like... Just in life. Not about the stadia, I, just yeah. about life.
2: Uh, I, this is one of those things that where it's like, I have hope. I don't think that it's actually going to happen. And that's super disappointing just because it's like, this is something that, like, this is... I'm losing my trust in this company, (laughs) in like Google, which is scary because like
0: you're a Google fanboy. I am indeed. Jokes aside, (laughs) yeah,
2: I've Google Home integrated as much as I can, and it is one of those things where it's like now I'm looking at Nest and seeing like hmm, they're not moving forward that in the right way. Like the Nest, uh, like big ecosystem ecosystem that they were trying to launch hasn't launched. There's no news about the launch, and it's like maybe Google products suck. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know like putting that mentality in someone who is so hardcore yeah and ready to jump in on this bandwagon of like yeah Google like I, I want to be Google everything
0: Kevin Coelho is the most dedicated to a brand person I've ever met 100%. where it's like he had a Sony computer when he was young he's like yeah. all Sony Earth thing he's like I want the Sony TV I want the Sony Blu-ray player I want the Sony Do you like, have a Sony it? Walkman I, when you I
2: have <laughs> a PlayStation. 3D TV. You remember that TV? What? Why? TV. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, le- I legitimately f- had that f- uh, <laughs> truck down to E3 because I was like, "What? Like, I have to take a monitor down." I'm going to take my favorite one. (laughs) I thought about buying two more once I found out that they were discontinued and really cheap.
0: Speaking of E3. (laughs) Holy shit. The ESA promises to (laughs) shake things up at E3. This comes from uh, Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Wow. It's GamesIndustry.biz day job, you guys out there. Uh, From the ongoing absence of big names like Sony and EA to the mishandling of media registrants personal information, the Electronic Entertainment Expo has seen a few setbacks in recent years. Do you remember this? I heard about it. Yeah. It was Uh, not good. (laughs) Not good at all. Uh, The event organizers at the Entertainment Software Association today released a statement to address some of the concerns around the show, saying it's committed to keeping E3 at the level you've come to expect. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, that's a You'll be huh. lucky to. You'll be happy to <laughs> you'll know. You'll be lucky <laughs> that <laughs> that we're not producing E3 2020 in a vacuum. The group said for E3 2020, we're collaborating with industry insiders and new creative partners, including the tastemakers at im8bit.com, to reinvigorate the show and, frankly, to shake things up. We are well down the path down the path on the development and production of a large, super fun floor experience that celebrates gaming culture in exciting new ways. I'm going to add a little quote here that's not real. AKA, we think that we're packs, but we're not. Yeah. At didn't, all. didn't Greg get banned or something? Or get his badge taken Greg, away or Greg, some shit? Greg did. Greg did get banned from E3. That got, <laughs> got cleared up. They figured it out. They claimed that somebody, like, so you're not allowed to give your pass away. Like it okay. have to be you. Yeah. You'll yeah. get in trouble if, if someone else uses your pass. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, someone else used Greg's pass, but that was fake.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> and, what is... and then Greg get, got banned. <laughs> Which is the best! That was on top of all of the weeks yeah. and all this shit. E like, three thriving. and Greg Miller, like a man that literally gets hired to host things at E three, yeah. got banned on stage. I fucking love it, dude. Uh, more specific details, like that was actually hilarious. He uh, closed out E three. He was hosting one of the Gamespot live shows. And we had, like, as evidence, we showed at the same time that the, the person using his, ba- yeah. his badge, that you can see Greg's badge. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally watch your content. It's hanging <laughs> off his hip, you idiot. Oh, man. More specific details on that are expected in the coming weeks. But the ESA said that the show floor would feature gatherings for people to play and celebrate games with experiential zones that delight the senses. That, what does that mean? <laughs> It's like an ASMR area. (laughs) It also promised to be incredibly inclusive, uh, celebrating all aspects of the industry. Beyond that, the group solicited ideas on how to improve the show, asking people to email their thoughts to suggestions at E3Expo.com and promising that no idea is too large or too small. The ESA also sought to reassure attendees that it has overhauled its processes to avoid a repeat of last year's registration leak. The ESA's previous procedures had left multiple years of attendee information readily available, although only one year's was widely spread. So far. You should also know that we've upgraded our media registration process, uh, which received a lot of attention this past summer. (laughs) That's how you're going to phrase it? Yeah. Uh, Earning back your trust and support is our top priority. That's why we rebuilt the E3 website with enhanced and layered security measures developed by an outside cybersecurity firm. This included updating our data management processes, including the handling of personal identifiable information, and we will no longer store that data on the site. We also have changed our registration practices and will collect the minimum information necessary to complete your registration. Uh, Registration will open February 15th. The show itself will take place June 9th through 11th in Los Angeles. Jokes aside, it's good that they're thinking about this. They are getting They have edited. to. They, they have to have say to. something. They have to say stuff. And so it's like, good on them for trying. Yeah. What can they do to save E3? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, have you been to E3?
1: I've been to E3 once when they announced the new consoles for so this generation, so Xbox One, PlayStation okay, 3. 20, that was pretty hype. 12 then, yeah. Yeah, 20. I haven't been there uh, since. I've thought about going, but I honestly prefer watching it at home because you can just <coughs> – excuse me – you can just – Stream the press conferences, mm-hmm. so I can just sit at home, stream it, you know, with my audience, and we could just, you know, watch it and make jokes and get excited for stuff like that. And you have the best seat in the house, yeah, as opposed to sitting, you know, God knows where. And I'm sure the internet there isn't If you, even, isn't if you even if you get in, yeah, yeah. Um, and now with all these companies, I say all these companies, but like Sony mainly not doing E3 anymore. It's kind of like that's kind of a bummer. It's cool to see like everything, but then they do their own thing, and it makes like way more sense. I mean, it's all so, about them and so stuff that's like that. The
0: thing is like you know, E3 is a is a uh, a complicated beast when you look at it because us as an industry of people that that lo- that love the industry itself want to E3 to be the special thing that we remember it being. It's Christmas morning. You know? Yeah. But it's, it's, a it's week. Super excited. I it's, remember being in high there's, school, there's,
1: middle there's, school, being super excited, just all the games that are gonna yep. be announced and
0: there's nothing like it. Like yeah. no other industry is just like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna have just a couple days where we're all just gonna announce It's kinda like
1: day. the Super Bowl, right? For but just, just never, gaming like, nerds. The
0: Super Bowl has its movie trailers, right? Everybody yeah, knows yeah, yeah. that the Super Bowl is gonna have trailers and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But this is like hey, we're going to announce a ton of games. There is a competition between all of us. It's super cool. But that's the press conferences. E3 isn't the press conferences. It's the the whole, like, just happened, like, surrounding E3, but they have nothing to actually do with ESA's E3 itself. E3 is the conference that lasts from Tuesday to to Thursday. Yeah. Whereas the conferences are usually, you know, before they go in. So then once you get to the show floor, that's what E3 actually is, being able to play games and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So Sony not being at E3 last year meant, and this year, mean that they don't have conferences and they're not there at all. they're not there. But that's the thing. They're not on the show floor. Their games are not playable there. Microsoft backing out of E3 is the same thing. Yeah. Microsoft is not at E3. Last year they just had a mixer booth. That's it. Microsoft themselves were across the street at the Nokia Center. Okay, so it's like LA Live. Like, so they had a place where people go. That's not only their own conference. That's not part of E3. Now they have their own events. That it's like is, their own little event next to the event that is debatably better. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're actually getting the you know a, a big first party experience of being able to play all of the different games that they're offering. Whereas E3 just kind of turned into a giant empty place with a bunch of different energy drinks. You know, it's like you're trying to get some monsters. You guys like bang, bang energy. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what direction E3 can go to not continue going down that path of, you know, not having these like giant kind of temple. Yeah, if they keep backing there, out
1: good. and just kind of doing their own thing, then E3 is just going to be like, well, why go? Yeah, because you can watch the events or the press conferences at home. And if you want to go to the thing to play games and there's no games, it's like, well, yeah, you might as well go to
0: a PAX or something. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. That is geared more towards not just like what they're talking about is like, oh, we want to try to make the experience better for communities. And yeah, stuff. yeah. It's like, well, PAX has been doing that for years. Yeah. So it's like you're playing catch up already to something that is established and knocks it out of the park.
1: Established and has multiple events a yeah. year
0: and in multiple locations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next news story. This is about The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. It's a movie that will be a Vesemir origin story. It's by Adele Anchors at IGN. Uh, Netflix. Are you a Witcher person at all? I started watching The Witcher series. I've never played the games, okay. but I've heard good things. Uh, Netflix has shared new details about The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, confirming Vesemir will be the movie's central protagonist. Uh, the streamer released an official synopsis on the listing page of the recently announced movie, revealing the upcoming anime will serve Hell as yeah. an origin story for Vesemir, a.k.a. G- Geralt. Uh, Geralt? G- Kev? Help me out. Yeah. Geralt. Um Uh, Geralt of uh, Rivia's mentor and father figure the description reads long before mentoring Geralt's Vesemir begins his own journey as a witcher after the mysterious Deglin claims him through the law of surprise a young Vesemir was previously teased in the final episode as Geralt recollected a voice saying I've been waiting for you he then responds by calling out Vesemir's name in this case Vesemir's short line of dialogue was delivered by Divergent star Theo James so it's not outside the realm of possibility that the actor also recorded lines for the character's appearance in Nightmare of the Wolf the animated movie Um, this new movie Comes with comes from the The Witcher's producers uh, Lauren and Bo, with studio Studio Mir, the renowned Korean animation studio behind Legend of Korra and Voltron. That's pretty cool. Uh, presently, it's unknown whether Nightmare of the Wolf will release before or after season two of The Witcher, that is, twenty twenty one. So they're going, they're going all in on the Witcher. They're going all in, and so you you watch season one. You haven't played the games. Are you excited for season two? Are you excited for a spin off anime movie?
2: Uh yes, on both counts.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they got yeah. you. Then.
2: They they really did. And it, I'm at a place where it's like, hmm, should I play The Witcher? Because I'm I sure you really should. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm. Sh- uh, I mean, I've heard nothing too. but
1: positive things about that and game. And it's
2: it's the world is supposed to be enormous. It's one of those games that it's like, hmm, this seems like something that's going to take 120 hours out of my life. Yeah. Especially like, not
1: 120 hours. It's like one of the games of the uh, generation. That's what I heard. Dude, played on the Sony
0: three TV. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh man, you gotta love it. Well, anyway, good on you guys. That's some cool stuff. Um, but but Kev, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Yep. 2021 no is so far away. If I want to know what games are coming to mom and Grop shops today, where would I look? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a noise uh, I'm not sure if it was not sure know.
2: if that
1: was pleasure or pain
2: uh, The official list of upcoming software Across each and every platform As listed by the kind of funny games Daily show host Every
0: Each and every day Got it <laughs> oh, That's goddamn right Woo! We got a long also, ass list today man. Out today Patapon 2 Remastered On the Playstation 4 He very made it happen The madman made it happen uh, Prison Princess on Switch, <laughs> Speaking Simulator on Switch and PC. What? <laughs> I want to see Kevin do uh, a Let's Play. No yeah, speaking
2: I don't. Come simulator. on. Do you what does that know? even entail? I'm, I'm looking into it. Get I'm on there. Into it. Speaking
0: yeah. Simulator, Skellboy on Switch and PC, uh, Sisters Royale on PS4 and Switch, mm. The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing three. <laughs> Yeah, they've made three of those. Is that on the Switch? On PlayStation 4. Oh, PlayStation 4, okay. Never again on Switch. Uh, here we go. Let's look at Speed oh. Simulator. Oh, 2008 teaser trailer. This might be outdated. I
1: mean, gonna, What the fuck oh, is this? Jesus oh, Christ. God, this I... is me when I have too much dairy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Meal food oh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, you have been 7. Fitted with the latest in robotic mouth technology. Yes, I... Your
2: You must blend seamlessly into human society. First. You will degrade yourself by adopting their culture.
0: So it's Octodad.
2: Oh, with your tongue. Talking is pretty difficult.
0: All right. It It came from outer space and ate our brains on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, Arc of Alchemist on PS4 and Switch. Code Shifter. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Labyrinth of the Witch on PC, Bookbound Brigade on PS4 and PC, Ascendant Hearts on Switch, Aviary Attorney, Definitive <laughs> Edition <laughs> on Switch. I do it's love Switch. me some birds. <laughs> bird law, dude. Yeah. Bird law. I don't know what bird lie is, but Kevin says it a lot. Uh, Autobahn Police Simulator 2 on PlayStation 4, Mad Age, and this guy. <laughs> What are these games? (laughs) On PlayStation 4. Sparkle 4 Tales on Switch. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even know how to say this. Uoris DX on Switch. That's U-O-R-I-S-D-X.
1: Yeah. It's like you casted a Harry Potter spell. It's
0: it's all caps except for the I. Of course. uh, Yeah. Why not? Why the fuck not? Pull this up, Kev. Little aviary attorney. JJ Falcon. (laughs) Watch out, Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright.
1: A lot of birds. Oh, I kind of like you know. I kind of like this art style.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did anyone think that it was gonna look? This like is actually this, no, this actually awesome. looks pretty
1: dope. All right. I feel like an asshole this, this now. This song's dope too. All right. Dance
0: macabre. I'm gonna jump forward this. just
2: a bit. Let's yeah. See what? Uh... Okay. I take
1: it back. Wow. Wow. This. We got egg on our face.
0: Yeah. Uh, yep. Is that an elephant? That's Hell good, yeah, man, dude. elephant. These things aren't sized appropriately. Is that, like, Nintendo game? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. It's, Phoenix it's just right. Phoenix,
1: right? But with animals.
0: Look at that lion, dude.
1: Smoking a doobie? All right.
0: <laughs> this is beautiful. This is... Okay. Yeah. Eclipse Edge of Light on Switch. Ministry of Broadcast. Isn't that what we're doing right now? <laughs> yeah. Can you look that up, Kev? Yeah. Ministry of Broadcast on PC and Mac. Black Powder Red Earth on PC A lot and of Mac. colors. Sure. DanielX.net Paint Composer <laughs> on PC. The Secret Order 8 Return to the Buried Kingdom on PC and Mac. Terraforming Earth is out today on, on Steam. Um, Atari, one of the world's most iconic consumer brands and interactive entertainment producers, announced the release of Ro- Rollercoaster Tycoon Story. So there you go. That's coming too. Let's look at this. Most- it looks
1: like a 2D pixelated side scroller. All right. So we're just killing it with originality here.
0: Yeah, this is not what I, I thought real no, no, I
1: think I, I, I prefer the other game, the the mouth game, the speaking <laughs> jamming the whatever
0: in his mouth. So like, this looks
2: so much like Prince of Persia, or at least what the I OG remember. Prince yeah. of Persia. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 All right. New dates for you uh, in honor of Friends Slash Ships Month, February. Okay. The Ad Council's National Seize the Awkward Suicide Prevention Campaign, in partnership with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and the the Jed Foundation, I almost read that Jedi Foundation, uh, is launching an exclusive cool video be? game partnership with Guild Wars Two, the wildly popular massively multiplayer online role playing game. Uh, the gaming partnership. Uh, is the Ad Council's first ever integration with a game during the entirety of February. Guild Wars 2's 11 million players will receive a free Seize the Awkward t-shirt for their in-game character via the game's gem store to raise awareness about how friends can help and support one another through hard times. So go check that out. Sounds like a good cause. Um, Cyberpunk Dungeon Crawler Conglomerate 551 to escape. Steam Early Access on February 20th. I hate when press releases try to get cute. Yeah. It's just like. Just say your goddamn uh, thing yeah, and what's move going, on. Like, come on, man. Uh, the Outer Worlds is coming to Nintendo Switch on March 6th. Oh, okay. It's only a download. Even if you buy in stores, you just get a code. Oh, it's so is that those, what
1: they did with Overwatch as well? Yeah, one of them situations. It's just like, uh, I wonder how that's going to run on the Switch.
0: <laughs> uh, Pirates releases tomorrow on Steam Early Access. That is spelled P1R4T3S. Oh, my God
1: we deserve every the we deserve the coronavirus oh we my do. god this is um
0: so before we get into the reader mail ladies and gentlemen i want to tell you about our sponsors today our sponsor is gi joe war on cobra yo joe that's what they did Kev used to yell that uh, G.I. Joe and Cobra are back in G.I. Joe War on Cobra will you join the Joes and fight for justice or will you seek world domination with Cobra both good options uh, the choice is yours G.I. Joe War on Cobra is a free download and out now for both Android and iOS devices whether you're a fan of the classic animated series the iconic toy line comics or all of the above G.I. Joe War on Cobra has everything for ev- has something for everyone it has a massive roster featuring the most beloved and infamous heroes villains, and vehicles featured in the series. Nick grew up wanting to be a Joe, and Greg always wanted to scream like Cobra Commander. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I with, 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 with Greg? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Once you've chosen your side, players will be introduced to the game's mechanics via roadblock for Joes or Baroness for Cobra. You'll learn how to manage your base, units, vehicles, and engage in battles to help you get a feel for managing your troops. As you continue with the single player campaign missions, more options for reinforcing your army with additional units, heroes, and vehicles begin to open up. But that's just the beginning. G.I. Joe, War on Cobra also features PvP, ranked leaderboard. Uh, You'll need to fight hard for your faction build out and defend your base strategically and master the art of directing troops to conquer your foes. in no time, you'll be an expert on making attacks from air, land, and sea, like a flying squirrel. That's always been my thing. They can attack from land, air, you or sea. Gotta watch
1: out for them. Those dangerous
0: animals. Uh, while you're here, we have a special <laughs> in-game gift from D3 Go as a token of appreciation for checking out G.I. Joe War on Cobra. We are giving away two free characters for all new players to help reinforce your army. Joes can look forward to picking up a free bazooka, the G.I. Oh, Joe yeah. Missile Specialist, while Cobra followers can add Missile B-A-T, the Battle Android Trooper bat for short, to their squad. In the meantime, don't forget that knowing is half the battle. Check out the description below or head to www.d3go.com slash kfgames to download G.I. Joe, War on Cobra, and receive your free gift for your mobile device. That is d3go.com slash kfgames, or just check the description below. Also, shout out to Robinhood. 2020 is the perfect time to start thinking about 2040. With Robinhood, you can invest in the markets and earn interest with a competitive APY on uninvested cash. They make it easy to get started and learn as you grow with an intuitive app experience and no commission fees on trades. And stock prices don't have to hold you back. You can buy a piece of a company you love for as low as $1 and build your portfolio a little at a time. You can buy one share. You can buy half a share. You can buy three and a quarter shares. It's up to you how many shares you buy. Your budget. Your goals. Your goals. Your decisions. Your first stock is on the house when you set up your account. That's a free stock. It's pretty dope, right, Kevin? Absolutely. There we go. (laughs) Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks. (laughs) (laughs) That is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. The free stock offer is subject to terms and conditions. All investments involve risk. Other fees may apply. You can visit rbnhd.co slash fees for more on that. But you can go to games.robinhood.com to learn more and claim your free stock. That's games.robinhood.com to learn more and claim your free stock.
1: That was well done. Yeah. Very good. professional.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I Throughout try. that
1: whole G.I. Joe thing, I just wanted to scream pork chop sandwiches, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't do any of that. I don't
0: get that reference at all. What? No. You don't
1: No. Explain. Are you, Kevin, do you What? No, nobody? No. The old like you know how they do like the uh, things at the end of the episodes where they're like teaching kids yeah. yeah shit yeah, yeah. like that. There's the more a whole you know. bunch. Yeah, the more you know. It's um I believe it's like Finster films. Or something like that. I might get the name wrong. They made a bunch of just parodies. And one of them is just a guy saying uh, it's completely stupid and asinine. Just a guy saying pork chop sandwiches. There's another guy doing a really bad a- bad accent saying, uh, give him the stick. Don't give him the stick. There's another one uh, saying, who wants
0: a body massage? You gotta, I can't believe you haven't watched <laughs> this. I am actually upset. There is there is nothing better than trying to explain to someone, like, You, you need the video. visual. I sound like an <laughs> idiot. I sound like an actual uh-oh, stupid uh-oh. person right now. We does does Greg, chat help me out? Coming in Chat, here.
1: please, someone. <laughs>
0: this, of course, goes back to class IGN, when we were all old men, and Kro- Roper wore the po- pork chop sandwiches shirt all the time. And when the first time I ever saw, hey kids, quit with the downloaded, yeah, I'm a computer. That was the, you see where my humor comes from, Tim. Oh, God, that's the origin story. Kev, can you try to find this? What's the one, Greg? What's the one I mean, we need you to put in? If you put in pork chop sandwiches, you'll find it. If you, you type you in for. pork, I'll yeah, sure, yeah. I'm sure it comes up. <laughs> But see, now that I explained it, you guys aren't going to laugh and look like a fool. See, that's the problem with these yeah. things. It's like, you can't. You can't. It's a moment in time. Just, but I I'm pull, see Hold it. on. I'm going to pull up know. chat.
1: Chat, do you, somebody? <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, it's Bruce. Bruce Green. That's yes. his Twitter profile picture.
2: What, which oh, the top one. The top one?
1: Kevin the Great. You made this 13 years ago. <laughs> you, need the, you need the audio. It's so stupid. All
2: right, here we go.
1: <laughs> yep,
0: here we go.
2: <kten Ricardo Doo> You're not
0: cooking. Yeah, Pork chop sandwiches. Oh, shit! Get the fuck out of here. Son! What are you doing? Go, get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot. Fuck, we're all dead. Get the fuck out of here. <nutshell> Oh, God, did that smell good. You
2: detect it. There's no going, and you tell
1: me do things. I done running. <laughs> He's going to stare at the camera. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gee, uh, <laughs> oh, Fensler film. kid, with the download. Oh,
1: God. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe... That's my favorite. Quit, stop oh, quit God. Don't give him the sticks, a good one, too.
0: Don't give him the stick. Hey, K kid, hey, hey kid, hey kid, I'm a computer. Oh my
1: god. Yeah, yep, it. they're all like 40 seconds long. Oh,
2: hell no. Nah. What's up, dog?
0: <laughs> hey, Kid. Huh? I'm a computer. Stop all the
1: downloading
2: <laughs>
0: Help computer.
2: I don't know much about computers other than other than the one we got at my house. My mom put a couple games on there and I played <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna lie to you, I think that I think that Nick would be really good at this. And oh. maybe that's something we should think about. Oh, he
1: would. There is a bunch of them and you should definitely catch up. They are I'm glad I was able to bring this to you guys. <laughs>
2: I, I love a computer. I, I love that my mind immediately goes like, what if Nick redubs all the animated <laughs> what the does kind that of sound? it's electricity outside.
0: <laughs> What's that sound? It's electricity, it's electricity. outside. Oh god. What the fuck? Whew. Oh man, kind of funny games. That was so what a, good. What a riot this Dude, is! I would say that was kind of funny. There, there Hey, hey. Let's do Let's do a couple of reader mail questions let's do it. here. Uh, let's see. Groovy Muse writes in good says, name. "My question is in regards to Imran's recent piece on IGN about fan ownership and the response to Byleth being in Smash Brothers. How does kind of funny walk the line between wanting to create content that you're passionate about, but also content that your audience wants? There's a great line in Imran's piece about content creators struggling to be creative, but also." Uh, give their audience something they never knew they wanted. How do you deal with all these struggles? I feel this is a, g- a good question for someone like you. Yeah. who we, I don't think we did that great a job introducing you for people that don't know. Who are you? My name is Ray Narvaez Jr. I'm a
1: degenerate that plays video games on twitch.tv five days a week. So I just sit in my office like a gremlin and play video games and I've convinced people to watch and allow, it, allow me to do that for a job for about five years now. And you're damn good at it. Thank you. I try. TV
0: slash brown man. There we go. So, how do you, what What do you think about this? It's hard because
1: you want to play. I'm in a very fortunate position where I can pretty much play whatever I want and get you know decent viewership, and my audience will support me and hang out, even if they like don't care for the game too much. They're just there for the community aspect. Uh, sometimes you do have to. I don't want to say go out of your way because that's the wrong like terminology to play. Say like a popular game, at least give it a shot because that's what everyone expects. Um, but sometimes, yeah, you want to play something you're passionate about. So for me, it'll be, um, <clears throat> excuse me, for me it'll be like achievement hunting in games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, generally, it's such a niche thing that you know, not too many people care about it. But since I've been doing it ever since I've been streaming, and I'm very passionate about it, it kind of brings people in who maybe don't know what achievement hunting or trophy hunting is, and they kind of see like, I guess the process, they kind of get into it, and they find it very interesting as well. So, and that goes back to playing. I mean, when you're doing stuff like this, you're playing, like, some really sometimes terrible indie garbage games. But people come and watch and just kind of see the process, and it could be something they never knew existed, or, you know, maybe they knew about it, but wasn't they weren't too familiar on it, and they watch it, and they kind of get, you know, interested, and maybe they want to try it themselves. So that's the best example I can give is just, like, I do achievement hunting. It's very niche, but the people doing it for so long, people were like, oh, this is actually – kind of interesting i like to watch it because it's kind of a more of a chill stream i'll put music on and stuff like that and whether they achievement hunt along with me or they just like hanging out and seeing the process and some people just like me just like seeing the number go up like the gamer score or the trophy count go Mm. up and uh monsters like you yeah about yeah yeah monsters like me and uh yeah it's just one of those things where it's like hey guys i know you know viewership may be down today or you know whatever i know x popular game just came out but you know it's i don't want to play it because i know i want to enjoy it and i don't want to play something just because it's popular uh so i'm going to do this instead and hopefully you enjoy and just come hang out and chill and yeah. generally those streams sometimes do very very
0: well yeah like we we're very similar where yeah. it's like we don't kind of chase that high of mm-hmm. like hey, it's a popular thing so we all should jump on it every single thing we do are kind of funny whether it's kind of funny or kind of funny games like every product we don't do unless somebody is passionate yeah. about the thing and we're lucky enough that we've grown uh with that kind of ideology from the beginning that every single time like if we're doing an in-review series of a movie somebody needs to be caring about it somebody needs Damn. to be like this is worth doing for whatever reason or when we're covering games and stuff like there's there always needs to be somebody passionate about it and that's not necessarily saying that they like it mm-hmm. it's just more like passionate about like you're talking about like yeah. the, the achievement hunting it's like that's not saying the game's great yeah. but like you're in it for a specific reason and, yeah. and I think that that kind of has allowed us to have the amazing audience that we do the community that we do that it's not that they'll watch anything we do, yeah. But they there's a trust that they will watch what we do because they know that we're gonna do stuff that's authentic to us, and that's what they want to see. Oh yeah.
1: Also, like obviously, not everybody's gonna watch everything you do, and some days you'll have a bad stream or a bad thing or whatever. But even if I have a bad stream, say like I, you know, take a chance to play a game and it doesn't perform well, it's kind of like oh it sucks. But at the end of the day, it's like well I'm just gonna stream tomorrow, so just don't even think about it. And move on to the next yeah, thing. Yeah, so, definitely. Like and not every know, not every stream or show is gonna be perfect and great you know you're gonna
0: have yeah. off days so it just happens and with that maybe we should be chasing that high maybe we should get the views out because they're not there like lord yeah. knows what kind of funny these views are but it's like we get the views we need yeah you exactly know what I mean? and it's like i would much rather like do the things that we're proud of than do the things that we are like like passionate about than Trying to constantly like play an algorithm, that yeah, yeah, it's just gonna change. Well, on yeah, us.
1: it's the same thing, uh, with me. I, I mean, I, I get a good amount of viewers, I'm very happy about it. I'll never be the kind of streamer that gets like 10, 20,000 viewers playing, you know, whatever the popular game is, and I'm okay with that. I don't think I can honestly handle that. Uh, I think I probably average around 12 to 1300 viewers, which I love. If things are going really well, we'll maybe crack like 2,000. Uh, if we get anything higher than that, I get like very it's like anxious. Like I know there's more people here who aren't familiar with what I do. And I, I don't know if it's just me, but it just like kind of in a way freaks me out a little bit. So I'm, I'm very content with the community I have and the slow growth we've been having over the years. And I'm perfectly fine with that. You yeah, know, I like what I have. I'm very thankful for what I have. And if we, if we keep growing awesome, if we stay where we are also awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, final question for the show. Gilly Brun says, good morning, Tim and Ray. With the new console generations right around the corner, what updates or innovations do you hope to see regarding the achievement and trophy systems on the next Xbox and PlayStation? I think the... I think achievements need to have something,
1: or the Xbox needs to have something that uh, PlayStation has where it shows like, just a count of your completed games. Uh, with a lot of games coming out these days that you can complete in like 10 to 15 minutes, the score itself is kind of trivial because mm-hmm. you can be like, oh, I... You know, someone could finish The Witcher, and that could take them like a hundred hours, and they get like a thousand gamer score or a platinum trophy, and that could play some like garbage mobile port game that takes me ten minutes, and it's like kind of worth the same. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel the having just a completed count of all the things you've com- uh, you've completed is would be nice. Like the platinum trophy, if if the Xbox implemented something like that, I think would be amazing. I mean, trophies and achievements are kind of niche, and I think they. You know, they, they originally were kind of popular, but they kind of died down and they're, you know, they're not so popular now. Um, I think something like that will be, will, will definitely help. Mm-hmm. You know, the 360, the 360 had in one of the dashboards had a count of all your completed games. And it was the closest thing to a platinum trophy uh, that Xbox had. But I think, you know, there's only so much you can do because it's very, you know, not too many people care too much about it. But I think that's a good stepping point. I think the fact that they keep adding stuff to the achievement system is nice for people like me. Uh, with things like achievement tracking and stuff like that so i'm glad they care about it i don't expect them to do anything too crazy just as long as it's part of the next generation i'll be fine really yeah
0: yeah well there you go now it's time to squad up uh probably oliver writes in uh you too can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to uh write in if you want to play games with others uh probably oliver on psn says what's good tim and ray Firewall Zero Hour is coming to PlayStation Plus next week, and I would be super excited about it if I had some pals to play with. Unfortunately, none of my jerk-ass real-life friends have a PlayStation VR, so I'm looking to the best friends instead. Hit me up on PSN at probably Oliver, and let's get shooty-shooty in VR together. (laughs) Shooty-shooty? P.S., also, you don't need to read this bit, uh, but I just started streaming on Twitch based on advice you gave me at the London meet-and-greet, Tim, and it'd be dope if you could pimp out my channel, twitch.tv slash ProbablyOliver. Hell yeah. You've at least got to respect the hustle, right?
1: I Absolutely. do respect
0: the hustle, Oliver. Probably that's your name. I'm not sure. <laughs> probably Oliver. Go go check it out. Embrace the sellout culture on of Twitch, Twitch and make yes, your money. <laughs> make that dough, dude. Um, let's see. Tomorrow's host is going to be Greg and Blessing. That's exciting stuff. Um, this is it for Kind of Funny Games Daily today. But we are doing a post show. If you are a Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games supporter at the silver level. Or above. We're gonna do something real special here. I just sent Kevin a video, the G.I. Joe stuff. The the dubs reminded me of a project that Nick Scarpino once did at IGN. I wanna watch a little bit of it. And we've watched this on morning shows before. This is an oldie, but a goodie. But man, it brings me great joy. Great, great joy. So we're gonna, if you've ever been interested in seeing Nick Scarpino do voiceover for Final Fantasy 13, you might wanna stick around for this post show. But until then, this has been kind of Funny Games Daily. And now we shake hands. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
1: Goodbye, gamers.